by now you know on the show that we like to talk to coaches, we like to talk to authors, we like to talk to people that are going to teach us how to be better human beings. And one such incredible human being is Tanya Kunza. She is a CEO. She is a woman. She is an author. She is a life coach. And she is probably going to be so much more once we've spoken to her. She's on a Zoom with me and I'm so excited to talk to you. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much. I actually um, lean heavily into the neuroscience coaching and the business coaching. Yeah, not so much into the life coaching side. Well, I mean, using that and business for a lot of us uh, before lockdown, business and work was life. So I feel like it kind of all blends in. (laughs) We, We before, and I've said this before, before lockdown, we had all of our colors were kind of just bleeding into one color and there was yeah. no color anymore. And now that lockdowns happened, we've looked at our coloring in book and we've gone, oh my gosh, there is no structure. There's nothing but just hustle. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. And now we're coming out of it and we're going, I don't really know how to get those colors separated because I've spent six years or 10 years of my life only focusing on this and leaving everything mm. else is kind of okay, but you know, it's not great. So I, that I think you're going to help us in that, in business, in life, in, in brain, in everything. Um, and I'm really excited to speak to you, but before we speak, oh, um, I saw a tweet and I want to celebrate this. So Tanya is the author of a book called the power of positivity and your book is a top trending leadership book in California. Congratulations. I'm so excited. I was so excited when that came out. I actually burst into tears. Oh, yay. I mean, not that you're crying, but happy tears are always good. I love happy happy tears. Happy tears. But I phoned my friends and I was like, I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It's beyond a dream come true. I can't even. There aren't words. It's it's just I wrote the book in lockdown and I was inspired to write it. Yeah. And while everybody else was was doing whatever they were doing, I was feverishly writing this book because it was just an inspiration. I just had this download that I had to get out of my head. And to see it, you know, top in California, in America, and here in this little South African and writing a book in my bedroom, (laughs) just unbelievable. Okay, so let's talk about that because obviously you are a coach, you have a background in neuroscience, you've just written a book about positivity. How was lockdown for you? Obviously, great, wonderful, all peachy, right? You know, I hate to be that person, but I'm going (laughs) to be that person. (laughs) (laughs) I I had... um, three months of clients lined up back to back. So, you know, I literally give everything I've got Monday to Friday and I used to kind of collapse on a Saturday and recover and then meditate and try and do a little bit of exercise. And I think secretively I was wishing for a little bit of me time to do the things that were very close to my heart and close to my passion. And writing this book was one of them. And it had been in my mind for many, many years. I just hadn't got it out. And when lockdown happened and all my clients canceled, I knew that I would make it through this because I make it through everything that's ever come my way. And I've, I've had a, I've had a obstacle-filled life. I haven't had a, you know, rose petals and champagne life. And I just thought, you know what, this is my opportunity. This is my chance to write my book. And I did. 
I, I can't believe that you wrote a whole book in seven months. I know people that have written books this year and it's taken them until now and they're not done. And you went from starting to finishing to publishing to being celebrated in America in like eight <laughs> months. So tell me, like, I speak to a lot of artists and a lot of these artists that write these incredible songs say that they're kind of a sounding board for the universe, right? And they get, like you just said, a download and they get this, yep. thing, this information and they're just the messenger do you feel the same yes absolutely you know I actually did a, a talk for um, another public group and one of the ladies was actually she was a pastor and she came to me afterwards and she said you do realize that 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 this is what you're doing you're actually you know sharing information from a spiritual perspective and enabling and growing people. And it's, 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 it was, she likened it to what she was doing and, and it was hugely complimented. And I think that I, I, mean, I, I almost want to say to you, I don't want to take any gratification in a, in a personal perspective for any of this, because this was just gifted to me. And I was literally a conduit for this information to flow through me out into other people's lives. And, and that's actually how I view it. I think it's so beautiful when people go, you know, it's, it is me because I'm obviously the right, the, the one who put pen to paper, but it's also, there's so much more to it. So than much just more. Me. So tell me a little bit about, I, I have a belief and it, it might be wrong and it might be just bias, but a lot of the people that I've spoken to, they lean towards this kind of lifestyle and this positivity journey and this finding themselves journey only after something traumatic has happened. So I Mm want to talk a little bit about your journey because we don't, this is never an easy journey um, into being a coach and into being the woman that you are today. Okay. So, you know, in my book, I describe my journey very much like that of a, of a lotus flower and wow. a lotus flower starts in the mud under the surface where it's unfavorable. You can't breathe. You stuck, you blocked, you really, I wasn't in a good space and, you know, always, always optimistic and positive in my outlook, but I was going through stuff under the surface that people never knew about. Mm. and very, very suffocated. I was, I was in narcissistic relationships, um, you know, very much sometimes even bordering, I think, on sociopathic relationships. And, you know, I really went through a, a, a tough time from, from the beginning, from the early days. And, um, you know, when I, when I started getting too closer to the surface, I just kept pushing. And no matter how hard it got and no matter how many mistakes I made and no matter how many things I needed to fix and walk myself through. And uh, I went for a self-forgiveness workshop back in 2000 and cried for three days solidly. And, you know, there's so many dynamics that, that I did the hard work under, under wraps, I think. You know, I didn't really ever share it with the world. I didn't let them know that, that I was going through all of this stuff. Wow. I mm. think that's so important because I look at, or I think we all do, we all look at women like yourself or men like yourself or human beings like yourself and people that look so together. And I mean, you're a coach. You've got to have it all together, right? You've got all the tools in your toolkit. But I think we forget that we're all just human at the end of the day. And to human is to feel and to err and to cry and to laugh. And sometimes things don't go great. And sometimes you don't react very well to those things that don't go great. And that's okay. 
Um, mm. It's, I think, how you come back from that. Um, the book, The Power of Positivity. I'm all about positive thinking and I'm all about selecting thoughts and feelings and emotions. And it's such a process. But I want to talk a little bit about this book. How... Obviously, so I did an introduction to neuroscience. Um, I got fairly okay, oh. but it wasn't what I wanted because I didn't have the time. But you, you um, tell me a little bit about your neuroscience. How and what does that work in coaching and brains and feelings and positivity? Okay, so it's really interesting. I'm so glad you asked that question because I work on all three planes. So the physical body, I got very involved in, in how the physical body operates. For many years, I was in the wellness arena. So it was all about that, that external physical body, the fitness of it, the look of it, etc. Then in the psychology space and the coaching space, I started working on how the mind operates, your thoughts and, and all the different dimensions there. And the beautiful thing is that the neuroscience leans beautifully into those two, but it also adds another component, which is the third body that I lean into, and that's the energy body. Mm. So very few people know that I'm actually a Reiki master as well. Ooh. And, and I don't often share that information. And so what I've done is I've taken the best of East and the best of West, and I've brought it all together because the neuroscience says, this is where in my brain I'm thinking, the energy says, this is what I'm feeling. And my differentiating factor in the world, and no one else is doing this that I'm aware of, is I'm literally working on that consciousness space where it's meeting of mind, energy, and physical body in a universal capacity. Wow. Wow. So that's where I play. So yeah. you are completely holistic, actually. Completely holistic, completely. So I back up my spirituality with science, but I also... I'm rational about it from a, a, a cognizant perspective, so from a psychology perspective, and I'm very business oriented. So, you know, I, I lean heavily into the business strategies and business sciences. So, you know, I'm very, very holistic. I, I see literally a 360 of every situation that I'm in, and I try and align it back into those dynamics. I wanted to ask you about balancing the science with the quotes unquote hippie, because if you went to someone who was a neuroscience scientist and you said, I mean, Reiki, they would look at you as if there was something wrong with you. Um, and I like, I, I think of my friends who are scientists and when I go for Reiki, they kind of raise an eyebrow. How are you balancing those two worlds? It's almost like yin and yang. Yeah, it is Ying Yang. That's my dog's that's my dog's name, Ying Yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what it's interesting because I can actually have a rational argument with someone about it. They say to me, Oh, it's fluff, I'll go, is it? Let me just prove something to you. And I can actually go into the science underpinning it and define and explain with scientific experiment why these elements work. And it's quite interesting. I was actually a keynote um, speaker at an event in East Asia. And leading up to it, I was having a tremendous amount of conversations with this guy in China. And he was saying to me, it's quite fascinating where I live because I'm smack bang in the middle of the West and the East. Wow. And it was an interesting dynamic, which I found quite fascinating. Um, but, you know, so, so I, my, my mind leans more to the scientist, okay. but my soul leans more to the spiritual. And it's almost maybe been an internal argument with myself. And that's why I studied all the sciences to prove the spiritual. I 
I'm here for this. I'm I'm actually really here for this. This makes me very excited because this this is my yin and my yang, which I'm currently actually learning about the the feminine and the masculine. And these are both of those sides within me that are kind of at war with each other. Because the ones that mm. goes, you can't carry crystals in your bra for the rest of your life, Danielle. It doesn't work. And the other one is going. Of course you can, and they do work, and there is energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so funny to hear that there is a powerful businesswoman who possibly does have crystals lying around her car and everywhere. Oh, absolutely. I wear my crystals all the time. But, you know, the thing is, it's fascinating is that, you know, if, like with anything, there we like to fit into little boxes and we like to belong because, mm. you know, back in the day, if we didn't belong to our human herd, we'd get eaten we die from exposure. So the natural tendency from our primal side is to belong, you know, we need to belong. And, you know, people that woke up a little bit um, about all of the spiritual stuff tended to, to go to the more sparse living, um, more holistic living, but it's not necessarily the way it is. It's your birthright. So whatever you've decided is your birthright becomes when you become spiritual. You know, another interesting thing I'm grappling with at the moment, and this is something that I'm really, I have no proof of it yet, but it's something that I'm playing with a bit, is that a lot of women are putting Botox on their third eye, on their, on their, yeah, their, yeah. Their, 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 their chakra, and they're numbing it. 100%. I, I know that I shouldn't say this because I have it exactly there, but I believe in this too. And I find that fascinating. So it came up for me the other day because I've I've been grappling with 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 it for quite some time. Like you know, is it something that that I that I should continue doing or do? And I've done it once or twice, and it's just it's it's finished now since lockdown. And I actually don't want to put it back because I don't want to I don't want to cover that aspect of me. Yeah. You know, so um, it's interesting. So it's almost like you know you have to look at yourself holistically, physically as well, and go you know what am I doing to myself. Mm -hmm. on a daily basis what, what is it all for would I should I not just love my wrinkles and just go you know what I've earned these they're beautiful yes. and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with the punches here and and live in that holistic side but I can still dress appropriately for corporate yeah and present myself you know so so those are interesting dynamics which are starting to play in my mind and I'm going you know there's a lovely balance between those two as well yeah and you know there's just I'm always sort of thinking out there with different things and then I bring it back into the science space and and see if there's an element i don't have a scientific explanation for that one just yet but i'm <laughs> when you do i think <laughs> you'll save many lives but just on that as well um i think that the whole world is shifting i think that there is this definite shift towards the more spiritual and towards human connection and looking for answers in in places of a more spiritual side um and and on that botox thing i've recently started watching the handmaid's tale and one of the episodes recently and it's so strange when you start on a path how the universe just leads you it brings you these messages and one of the episodes mm -hmm. was where she's handed a, a magazine and she hasn't seen one in years and she pages through mm -hmm. it and everything she's been stripped of everything there's no makeup there's no hair there's no nothing if you haven't seen it it's it's almost like mm -hmm. they're back in time and she looks at the magazines and she goes, I used to buy these. I used to look at these when I was having my hair done. I used to like, you know, want to be like these women. And now they look strange and mad and like weird. Mm. And I think we're so conditioned to want to live this life that's on a piece of paper or on an Instagram um, because that picture for us 
depicts happy and together mm. and good and beautiful. Aspirational. As, yeah. We want to be all those things. What we forget is we are already all of those things and we have Absolutely. all of those things within us. Um, mm. What yeah, that's- are we going to take from the power of positive thinking? You know, I think the most important thing, well, well, I suppose it is the same thing, really. So so the thing is that we need to realize that there's a lot of really brilliant work out there. There's Know Your Why, Simon Sinek. There's, Mm. um, you know, but but if you, how could you know your why if you don't know your who first? Mm. And, you know, so so I like going back to basics. I like going deeper and going, you know, I need to know who I am before I can know my why. Yeah. Then, then Robin Banks, a very good friend of mine, he does Mind Power with John Kehoe, and he talks about thoughts, real forces, and he's one hundred percent spot on, and and I love his work. But there again is a precursor to that. It's how am I feeling in association to those thoughts? So mm. the only way you can do all of these things is if you know who you are and how you are actually reacting to the energy that you produce based on the thought. So I use the example of chocolate often. <laughs> and I say, I love chocolate, okay? And I have no issues with chocolate because it makes me, it makes me happy when I eat chocolate. And when I see a slab of chocolate, I send out positive hormones and endorphins, and mm. I genuinely get excited. But what if I was diabetic? And I looked at the same word, chocolate, I'd have a completely different physiological reaction based on the same word. So, yes, you're thinking the same word, but you're having a different reaction to it. Now, if we move to the word money, some people think the word money, they send out positive enabling hormones, and some think the word money, and they send out debilitating negative hormones. Mm. So the more often they think that word, the worse off they get. So you have to change the way you react to energetically Sure. Life and there your power of positivity lies because the more positive emotionally you are to the words, the better your experience in life. And obviously, the same is for the flip side, right? The more negative emotions that you're sending out, the more you're going to attract that, and the more negative your experience is going to be. Well, how that works is quite interesting. So it's quite largely sort of bandied around that, you know, if you're feeling negative, you attract negative. Mm. But the truth of it really is, is that what happens is physiologically, you get something called inattentional blindness, which is a physiological reaction to what's going on um, in your life. And when you have that, that, that negative reaction to it, you stop seeing physically you stop seeing and sensing the opportunities that are there for you. So when you are in a positive mindset, you have something I call attentional awareness or ocular receptivity, which is an enabler, and it helps you to actually see the opportunities. Therefore, it's not only like an energetic attraction or detraction, it's actually a physical enablement or disablement. Does that make sense? That's incredible. I've never thought of it that way. That's right. Really so that's in my book. <laughs> <laughs> we need the book. We need. We all need this book. We need. This yes, book. you need to read my book. This all book the stuff we're talking about is in there and okay. and explained in detail. I'm I'm here for this book. Okay, obviously it's available everywhere, right? It's in available CNA. Okay. It's available in exclusive. In fact, I'm so, I was so excited. Exclusive books, Morningside put it in the window, <laughs> and they sold out within the first ten days. Congratulations, so that is reorder. incredible. 
I'm so happy. That's incredible. Okay, so this book is not just about positivity just with regards to you as a human being, right? You can use this within your relationships, within business, within your career, within whatever you're doing, right? Can I share this with you quickly? I do a five-day workshop. And about 18 months ago, I did a five-day workshop with a group of people at a listed company in Johannesburg. Yesterday, I went to coach a group of people. Uh, It was three people. And one of the women who was in my course 18 months ago almost was crying from joy. She said to me that the material that I shared with her, which was in the book and actually inspired the book, obviously, had changed her life completely. Not only was she now engaged, but she had her perfect body and she was now recently employed in this new organization. So she applied the methodologies I taught her in the book and completely transformed her life. And she publicly admitted this in front of the rest of the people in the room. And as you say this, we are all running to go and buy this book now because we all want the perfect body, the perfect job, and the perfect partner. This is amazing. Okay, but what what, Tanya, one more question. Sorry to interrupt you. What if we already have a partner and a job that we kind of like, but it's not the perfect one? Can we use this book to create that perfectness and positivity within our already career and relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I would say the word development, you know, and another thing with also people must be very aware of as well is, you know, we've got this program that says you need to be in a relationship, you need to be in a job, you need to be in the perfect body. But what if you just found complete peace, joy and happiness where you are? What if you found peace, joy and happiness single for a while because you want to introspect? Mm. What if you found peace, joy and happiness in your perfect body? as long as it's healthy and you feel good? What if you stop judging? What if you start saying, you know what, what I'm doing for a career might not be, um, you know, if I look at at my nanny that works with me, she's actually my best friend. She's six days um, younger than me. And I keep having to remind her of that fact that she has to respect her elders. (laughs) And she's amazing. And she says to me, she comes to work, to work in my home with so much joy. I catch her dancing and singing all the time. I say to her, come on, be serious, you. This is a serious job. And she's like, no, I love my life. And, you know, when, when, you, when you're in a space that might not be deemed perfect, like, you know, being a housekeeper or being in a body that's not a magazine body or yeah. not being in a relationship, it doesn't mean your life's not beautiful and perfect. It can be. You just have to see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's so, it's, that's so important. I'm so glad that you said that because there is always something beautiful within every day, within every moment, and you just have to find it and you just have to train yourself to find those things. And eventually that, that work is no longer work and it's just second nature that you're seeing them all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Tanya, the power of positivity, the book is out. We can get it everywhere. Where do we follow you and where can we find out more about these courses? Where can we find out, find you as a speaker and where you're speaking and all of that? So what I think is, is the best to do in all honesty, because I love giving and sharing as well, is if you Google my name and you go onto, so first of all, my website comes up first, so you can have a look there. But if you go onto videos, there are about 50 videos where I'm sharing so much. 
And, you know, I'd welcome people to, and they're on so, so many different platforms that it's hard for me to say, listen, it's all on YouTube or it's all on here. Yeah. Um, different people from different platforms have posted some of my stuff. And there's really so much on there to help people grow, develop, go to the next level. So all those videos on YouTube are available for you to um, have a look at on Google. I love this. Tanya, thank you for your time. I could have spoken to you for 700 hours. I think as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I'm allowed to see real people in real life, you've got to come back. I would love that so much. I have so thoroughly enjoyed this. The authenticity, the honesty, the openness. It's just, it's made my heart feel very happy. So thank you for your time. Oh, I'm so glad.